All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. I hate to break the fishing news up your Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down, your Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in. Episode, what is this, 277? 263. It is episode 263 of the Real Life Podcast. It's myself. It is Bagged Milk. Jay, Chalmers, Wani all said they weren't joining us, but now Jay has just connected on a chairlift. Um, are you recording? Yeah, we're recording already. Awesome. Well, Chalmers and I are here. Yeah, well, on this I like that. Uh, I like that you boys Six are dedicated. <laughs> yes, you're dedicated to safety also. I see some helmets there. Congratulations, boys. We want to wish you all a good episode. Yep. Uh, I don't really want to hear what the feedback has been about Tyler being a hero. Probably. I thought great. I had a cleverly. I thought I had a clever tweet last night saying uh, that you were flooding my timeline. Yeah, I saw that. I got. I got no love. You saw it. I know you saw it, but no one responded to it. So that gondola you're in is very loud at points. Well, that's, that's of course good. it is. That's, that's gondola, gondola life. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag that shit. Chalmers, you in the sauce already, even though it's 105? We just wanted to see your beautiful faces. Yeah, we just wanted to chime in. Say, show you ours. We miss you all. Have a good episode. Go fucking Oilers. So hot right now. Yeah. Very hot right now. They play uh, tomorrow. Anyways, peace out. All right, see ya. <laughs> all right, there you go. That's uh, that's how we start off the episode. Um, okay. Anyways, see, like, just I, my- when, we go back, when we go back to the studio, that kind of shit is impossible, you know? 
Yeah, I guess. But then if we go back to the studio, that means I have to drive downtown all the time. So I actually kind of like doing it remotely. Um, but this podcast is absolute mayhem at the best of times. Uh, yeah. So you know, now everyone listening knows why Chalmers and Jay aren't here. They're skiing. Wanye is unavailable for today's podcast as well. So I texted our good friend, Cam Lewis, Mr. Coombe. I said, hey, you want to hop on Real Life today? He said, sure. I sent him the link. And that was about 17 minutes ago. So at some point, Coombe is going to pop by. Um, we're going to have Struddy in like eight minutes as well. And then well, we're going to have our friend uh, Scott Hastings from OnShark later on in the show too to talk a little betting. I think it's fun that uh, this is a very, very standard episode of Real Life where nothing about it makes sense. The, uh, the roster is fluid. We've got nothing really on the agenda apart yeah. from our guests. This is a this is a classic episode, my friend. My motto for the real life podcast is why prep? Because usually I'll put together a list of like 10 topics and we'll get to like <laughs> one of them and then things will just become an absolute shit show. But then there's always the odd podcast where everyone's just like calm and quiet. And then they'll be like, what's your M You're the host. You should have topics. And it's like, well, of course, the one time I don't and all that. But there one is shit to get to. One time we should do this where it's just you and I, and then all we do is plan out the Friday episode of Boilers Nation Radio. That's a hell of a podcast. Now that's a podcast that has some structure. This is just how we, you know, this is the prep session. This is the whiteboarding. We're spitballing here for Oilers Nation Radio. That's basically all real life is. It's just a feeder (laughs) podcast for ON Radio. uh, Before we keep uh, moving along here, I need to let you know this podcast is brought to you by Oodle Noodle. 14 locations in Edmonton. New ones are coming. I saw Jay drop a little teaser of the location in uh, in Calgary as well. And remember, a portion of all in-store curbside pickup proceeds go towards local charities. Shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle. Um, there was actually you some. Know, I, was, I was waiting. I can't wait to go back to Calgary. You know? Yeah. You only you came on to what? One of our road trips to Calgary? One to Calgary, and then I was in Vegas, and that's it. Man, today, March 11th, marks a year. It's the anniversary of the NBA shutting down. I was looking at uh, the wrap up I wrote for the Oilers Jets game a year ago today. Jeez. Isn't it weird to think that? A calendar, just like we've lost a calendar to this thing already. And I mean, you're on Instagram just like I am, Tyler. Do you like over the last two weeks, have you gotten these memories that come up? Like, hey, remember when you were in Vegas and you guys were all having a good time? Hey, do you remember when you guys went to Calgary and you were all having a good time? Like, it's just, it's crazy that we're already at a year of this. Yeah, man, it's nuts. Like, I still remember Oilers, Jets. There was, you know, Life was normal at that point. I went to Boston Pizza with some friends. We had nice. our happy hour wings. We had a good time. We were drinking beers. And then I remember looking at my phone and seeing, oh man, the NBA's canceling games now. And I remember sitting there and I've said this on the podcast before, but I sat there and I went, oh man, this might be the last Oilers game we get for a few weeks or a few months. Like, yeah. Holy shit. We had no clue, man. Yeah. Like I'm sure there were people who were wise to it, um, and knew how big of a deal it was, but I certainly wasn't. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat as me. I think nobody had any idea is the reality, obviously. Yeah. Um, even looking through, like I said, I was reading the wrap up from a year ago today, Oilers lost to the Jets. And in the, in the, in the comment section, a bulk of it, a, a big chunk of it, I should say, was just, uh, you know, it'll be uh, a couple of weeks. Maybe they come back with empty buildings. It was that kind of thing. You know, it was just purely... Um, pure speculation at that point. Yeah. And 
as I woke up this morning and I saw, I was watching the news. It's weird, but you know what? I think you would like it, Tyler. If you get a chance, try and find, uh, I was watching Yahoo Finance this morning and they did a, probably like a 10 minute segment with Adam Silver. And he did a kind of almost like an hour by hour walkthrough of what happened with the NBA as they decided to shut things down last year. Yeah. It was intense. It was pretty intense. And it was interesting to see him walk through that from a behind the scenes perspective of what it takes to shut down a major league sport like that. And I also thought it was interesting that Adam Silver uh, even admitted, he's just like, we didn't think we were shutting down the league permanently as we did, or, you know, semi-permanently. We thought it was going to be a minor delay and then we'd be back, but here we are still recording pods from home. It's now, that means we are now in week 53 of what was it? 10 weeks to flatten the curve or four weeks to flatten the curve, whatever the fucking buzzwords were a year yep. ago today. Oh man. Shout out yeah, to all the people wild. that have stockpiled toilet paper and are now looking at a mountain of it in their basements. Ah, uh, and fuck those people too. Cause they were a big part of the problem a, a year ago today. <laughs> the people who didn't understand, you know, or overreacted in that sense of it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where we are a year from now. And, and that's something I've been thinking about today too, is like, I think of myself a year ago and sort of how you viewed this whole thing a year from now, will we have plastic dividers everywhere still? Will it's we just have, let's do some bold predictions. Well, like, so a year what from now, bag milk, it will yes. be, you know, we'll be coming down the stretch drive of an oiler season, be about a month mm-hmm. left. Do you think mm-hmm. you'll be sitting at an arena with 18,000 people a year from now? 18,000. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I know the Oilers sent out a, uh, an email to season ticket holders. That was yesterday or the last couple of days talking about how they're working to see if there's a possibility of having some fans in the building. I think that a year from now, let's fast forward a year, bold prediction. We have fans in the building. I don't know if it's capacity. Let's say 50%. I think we'll be full capacity a year from now. And maybe that's just me being naive and too optimistic, but I just look at the vaccination schedule, you know, when everyone should be able to get a needle, when everyone. I had an idea. Yeah. We give all Albertans 50-50 tickets with their vaccination. If we can do that, we'll have this fucking province vaccinated by the weekend. Yeah. We just need to, we just need to pull the trigger on it. You get the vaccination as long as you buy a $20 50-50 to support Alberta health services. I bet. Yeah. And when you go. When you go back for your second needle, then you can buy discounted 50-50. So instead of getting 50 for 20 bucks, you can get 50 for 10. And people will be like, whoa. I got to get right. that second Time shot to get this quick. vaccine. See, I think a year from now we'll have full barns again. I, I, I just I hope think- so. You, I would love that you'd be right. I think everyone will be vaccinated. And I think at that point, like, I know there's talk about like, oh, well, what about if the vaccination wears off? What if it, you know, we'll always be living with this. And I think that's true, but I also think there's a portion of society and I totally understand it who once they get vaccine one will be like, that's it. If this shit comes back, do you go with vaccines again then? But I'm not fucking going without normal life anymore. And it'll be, it'll just be interesting. Like I'm excited for the first time I get to walk into Roger's place, not have a mask on and stand next to 10 other people in line, uh, in line for the pisser. Right. Anyways. I'm excited to be in a at a table with you, Tyler, having a beer. Yeah. I haven't had a beer with you in over a year. 
Yeah, man. Like even just getting down to the pint or doing like a nation party, wherever it is, um, that that's going to excite me too. Yep. Yep. I like your prediction. I like yours better than mine. I got mine's overly pessimistic. I think mm-hmm. full barns in 2022. Let's go. Well, uh, we can always get to that with our friend, Jason Strudwick. I know we said Coombe was joining us, but he's a, he's a little bit held up right now. So we're going to get right to our <laughs> chat with Struddy. Uh, this chat with Jason Strudwick is brought to you by Vision VR Hockey Training. Train your hockey brain to see the plays to make on the ice with their off-ice reps on their virtual reality training system. They are located in St. Albert. Chalmers the other day talked about how some local hockey teams have basically leftover budget that they have to spend at in a way to develop the players. You can't send money back to the parents from a fundraiser. Why not book some sessions at visionvrhockey.com? Use up that extra budget and uh, and get your players a little bit better. Strutty, how's it going? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. Oh, fantastic. We were just, uh, we were doing like our sort of, you know, it's been one year since everything shut down. It's been one year since yeah. the last Oilers game before the pandemic. And we're floating out the question of, one year from now, do you think we'll have full barns in the NHL, full arenas? Oh, yeah. I think one yeah. year from now, for sure. I feel pretty comfortable with that. But if you think back to a year ago when uh, the NBA shut down and then and then the NHL followed suit, I remember saying on air, like, oh, let's just take a couple of weeks and kind of just see how things go. You know, and, I, and I'm not embarrassed to say I was a pretty, pretty ignorant comic. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of people felt like that. And here we are, you know, a year later, we're unable to gather with family and friends. Uh, you know, kids' sports look different. Kids' schools look everything. When people are working from home, it's just changed so much. So, um, yeah, it's 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 amazing to think how much has changed in one year. When yeah. you think about it, Strads, what's uh, what's the first event or gathering or anything you're looking forward to when we're all able to do it? Yeah, you know what? I, I love sporting events. I'd love to go to a, you know a hockey game, but. Uh, I, I don't like concerts, but I've really got a, a hankering to go to a concert with some friends, yeah. you know, have a couple of Bud Lights if things go well, you know, and then uh, shake it up. So that's, I think that's probably a concert is, I don't care what, it, it could be Taylor Swift, and I'll be heading out to see a concert. I'd go see a Taylor Swift concert right now. I, I'd, I'd be grateful <laughs> to see some Swifties. Uh, Struddy, let's, uh, let's talk about this hockey team a little bit. I remember the passionate debate you and Gregor had on the show after their win against Vancouver, when you said, you know, there's some not good signs with the team after that second win against Vancouver, they got swept by Toronto, but now they've bounced back with three wins. Has this team changed at all and grown from the loss against, or from the losses to Toronto, or are they just beating up on bad opponents right now? Well, I think it's humbling when you get beat by the Leafs, especially when everyone in the North was watching, you know, everyone wanted to see what they were doing or what they could do. And, um, you know, it's pretty impressive to see all that stuff. Someone's at my door, I guess. That's a hell yeah, of a doorbell you have. Yeah, that's a really it's nice classy. chime right there. It's pretty classy. Okay, add to the door. <laughs> oh, they'll figure it out. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, you look at it from, uh, from the dead game of Toronto, it was just, they got just manhandled, right? So now you're trying to figure out a way to dig out of it. And I think the, the brightest spot for me is that they did dig out. Of it. You know, they, they were humble. They were pissed off after the game. And they figured out a way to be... Uh, how to get in there and be involved and to come back and have a good couple rebound games. Now, Ottawa last night was awful. Like terrible. Honestly, those, I think they went, they thought they were going to a roller skating party when they're nine years old with their nice, with their muff, their, their, their nice muffs on the side of their skates. It was the horrendous, horrendous performance. So, you know, there's again, their beak sweat, everyone's got a lot of touches. So now the problem is not to develop any bad habits because what do they have? Calgary and Vancouver, uh, you know, the next four games after this Friday. So, you know, it's, it's always about, you know, is this team mature enough to, to understand that you have to play the same all the time? 
And if you start to cheat, you got to get your game back in quickly. And I, I, I said it, I that game, game against Vancouver, you can start seeing the, 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 the negative, the soft plays, and they got, they got abused by Toronto. Now, maybe Toronto's on the opposite. Maybe Toronto's right dialed in because they've lost three in a row now. Yeah. So it's that up and down, right? You got you to figure that out. You talk about uh, cheating a little bit, Struds. To me, having Connor and Leon on the same line is a cheat code that Dave Tippett is flexing a little bit this week. Do you think this is a long-term thing for the Oilers? Personally, I don't know how you can have those two together long-term. Yeah, it's not a long-term solution. And, and you know, right now, I think this, this week is the perfect thing because Ottawa, you're just spanking them, right? You're just absolutely spanking uh, Ottawa. Uh, they have no one that can match up with it. Uh, but when you go back against Calgary and Vancouver, you're going to need that depth. I've been two good, two, you know, two guys separated. Then other people have to step up. You know, they got to get Cahoon's got to get himself going. You know, these different guys have to get cast when he gets back and he get back to a, a higher level of play. And whether or not he, he takes a fully RBM motorspot is still in doubt. But, you know, this, this, is, this is what it's all about. And, and having them split up is the long term solution. I also think, as, as a side note, I really think they put those two guys together. Um, to kind of get their energy going as well. Maybe they, Dave Tibbet felt they were maybe a little bit flat, maybe a little fatigued. You put them together, it brings more energy. It's pretty funny how we talked about a Leon Dreisaitl slump where like he didn't score for eight games. He, he went like ice cold, but he's still second in the league in scoring and top five in goals right now. I mean, those two are just, it's just unbelievable the numbers they've been putting up so far this year. Uh, Struddy, talking about McDavid and Dreisaitl's dominance, I want you to dig back into the memory bank. And I'm always interested to ask this question. Going back through whether it was in junior or minor hockey, Bantam, Pee Wee, I don't care. Who was the most dominant teammate you ever had? Oh, dominant. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, you know, Darcy Tucker was pretty dominant in junior. Yeah. You know, he, he was scoring at will, but he was so competitive, right? Um, in the NHL, I, I'd have to say, you know, when Todd Bertuzzi was on a roll, he was, he couldn't handle, it. you know, he was so big and so strong and so skilled. And, you know, it's funny, we still talk quite often, he and I, and, you know, I always ask him, like, how did you learn that stuff? He's like, I was a bit of a bully, and I just figured out how to bully my way around the ice, you know, and he had a lot of skill. So, you know, that's a pretty rare combination. When you have size and, and kind of that bully and that attitude. I think Nathan McKinnon's a little bit like that. You know, he's a little bit of a bully. Miko Rantanen, who's still in my favorite guys, he's kind of like that, a bit of a bully. You know, he gets the puck, he pushes people around. And, you know, I, I hope for Dustin Nielsen's sake that Pooley Arby kind of learns that. You know, when you're big and strong, don't, doesn't matter if the other guys are smaller. Push them out of the way. Shove them around. Be a bit of a bully. You got to see a little bit of that in Dreisaitl's game. Like sometimes he gets yeah. sort of that mean face going yeah. and he'll back his ass up into someone trying to hit him or yeah. he'll give someone a cross check. He's not afraid to, if you come at him hard, he'll give you a fuck you right back. You know, and I think that's like, as a defender, I can tell you it's difficult when guys push back. You know, I, 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 when I kind of go through the NHL and I was playing against the better players, I would test them. You know, I'd give them a little whack or a little cross check and see what their response was. And if they just turned around and, and gave me a whack back or just kept skating or whatever, I'd, I'd, okay, I got this guy or this guy's going to compete. Because I always wanted the guys that didn't compete. Like, I pushed hard on them, they'd give up. But more often than not, the best players, they, they might not, like, turn around and fight you, but they would give you a little shot back and then come at you and just keep going at you. And that, that edge is hard for defenders because you, you know they're like, oh, God, he might not only be more skilled than me, but he might be as competitive. And that's a dangerous duo. Talking about some compete, uh, a guy that I want to ask your take on, since he's come back from the taxi squad, Jujar Kara has looked like a different player. Scored again last night. He's had a couple of scraps so far since being called back. What are you seeing in Jujar's game right now that's keeping him in Dave Tippett's lineup? Well, you know, he's, he's always been that guy that is, you know, you're like, oh man, he's got so much ability. He could do so much. And, he, and then his play drops off. 
And I think the biggest word we're looking for here is consistency. Uh, when Jujar is engaged physically and has a bit of an edge to his game and a little bit grumpy, uh, he's a much better player. He's not skilled enough to just be a pure skilled player. I mean, you know, I, I, I wish he was, and this isn't a slight, but he isn't. So you've got to find another way to bring your, your bit of that edge to your game. And a guy I'll talk about is Winnipeg's Adam Lowry. Adam Lowry is a big, heavy centerman, good on draws, kills penalties, and he's mean, and he's grumpy to play against. And you have to bring that every night. So we saw that, or we've seen it in the past from Dujar, but not consistently. And since coming back, and I do believe that last trip to the taxi squad, there must have been a conversation maybe between him and the coaching staff, maybe his agent or friend, to Jujar, you're running out of chances. You know, you're, you're running out of chances because the talent's there, but if you're not going to deliver night in, night out, coaches don't want third and fourth line players that they're not sure they're going to get night in, night out. They want to have effort. That's why you look at a guy like Devin Short. You know what you can get from every night. He's going to work his hardest. He might not have the most skill, but he's going to bring it. Uh, Patrick Russell, you, you know exactly what you're getting from him. When you're in that position, you have to be predictable work. It doesn't mean you're perfect, but you're going to bring your, your, your hard helmet and work hard every day. And Jujar is starting to get that. He's kind of got that long flow now. He looks grumpy out there. Like he's exactly what the Oilers need. Uh, one player I want to get your take on. I don't know if we're calling him Willie Legs or Billy Legs or whatever, but <laughs> I like watching William Legison play <laughs> hockey. Like a lot of times you don't notice him, but that's almost a compliment to the style of player he is. It's easy to see why Dave Tippett trusts him and likes having him in the lineup. What makes William Legison so effective? I remember watching him in a training camp a few years ago, and I liked him right away. Now, let's be honest. He, he's a lot more like Jason Strudwick than he is Scott Niedemeyer. So, like, <laughs> I think there's a little bit of, uh, you know, bias here. But I like from Willie that he, he, he plays inside you. So, like, he's, you know, he's going to get on you and grind on you and, you know, slash and, and make a simple play. And not everyone in the lineup has to do extraordinary things on the back end. Sometimes, and I think he played like about 19 and a half minutes last night, sometimes just playing 15 minutes of mistake-free hockey that's hard and you can count to be counted on a kill penalty, that's enough. Also, he makes like seven, what is it, 700 grand or 800 grand. So that's a real discount. When you look at last year, like Matt Benning, who I have a lot of time for, if he was making one, one or something or two. two million, whatever it was, two million, there it is. So this is a big discount. So having a guy that can come in, and battle and be hard uh, to play against, make simple plays. And I do think there's more offense than we've seen from this guy. And I'm, I'm not suggesting he's going to turn into a uh, Tyson Berry, but I think he can find another layer of offense once he feels comfortable. But I've always liked Willie Lagerson, and I'm glad that he's finally getting rewarded because uh, he's different than Caleb Jones. Caleb skates better, moves the puck better. But Caleb, right now, he's kind of dealing with what Jujar had, a little bit of inconsistency in his game. Where Willie, as a coach, you put him in, you know exactly what you're getting from him. Uh, and I think that's something that you want as a coach, especially in, in uh, this shortest season. I, that's something I kind of had a bit of a debate about earlier today. Um, the idea that like someone was like, oh, why isn't Caleb Jones is way more talented than William Legison. And, you know, it's building a blue line is not just about throwing your six most skilled players out there and saying, fuck, figure it out. Keep pucks out of the net. Like you do need a little bit of a mix of the Ethan Bears and Evan Bouchards and the guys like William Legison, who you can just trust to give you solid minutes and who are a little bit mean, right? Like there needs to be that mix. There's a, it has to, yeah, a mix is the best word right? and a balance. Like, you, you know, you, you don't need all six Tyson Berries and you don't need all, you know, six really nice, but you want to have a little bit of everything. Like in a perfect world, I still like my defense being balanced left and right, you know, bit of like a Larson with, let's say, uh, I guess Caleb Jones, it is, you know, like a guy who are maybe on the other side would be better with like Tyson Berry and, and Darnell Nurse. 
they both are bring something unique to the pairing. I don't like having the exact same on the same pairing. You want to have some flexibility. You know, this guy jumps in the play more. This guy stays back a little more. This guy's a little more physical. This guy's a little more stick checker. So I, I think that there's bites from that. I, I think Caleb Jones is still evolving as a player. You know, I, I wonder, you know, at times, does he, does he have it, the, the habits um, that were acquired as a pro yet where every, every game's the same? Like, when, you know, everyone talks, oh, I talk about the, the way you have to be the same every game, but every practice should be similar as well. Consistent the way you deliver the puck, the consistent way you go back at the puck, snapping around, how your practice happens. And that'll translate. And that, that be, that's talking about becoming a pro. So you know, I think Caleb Jones has still got a lot of runway ahead of him. Um, but it's, you know, people get so upset when it's just like, oh, this isn't going well. They hate him. No, they want him to do well, Caleb Jones. It's just they're continuing to work. You brought up Adam Larson. Uh, to me, by my eye, from where I blog, I feel like he's had a turnaround and has improved steadily as the season's gone on. What's your take on Adam Larson? Because to me, he was struggling mightily in January, but as we've progressed through February now into March, he's looking a lot more like the shutdown guy we're used to. He is. Now, first off, it's a contract year. So let's just keep that in mind. I'm not saying that's the only reason he's playing better, but that always is a little extra motivation for players uh, to turn around. But I think that a guy like that maybe needs, needs a bit of a training camp to find his timing, to find his rhythm, how he wants to play. And Last year wasn't his best year, so I think now he has some confidence too. And confidence isn't just for goal scorers. It's also for guys that, that shut down people. Like getting up to take a gap, that takes confidence to, ne- to take a gap away from a forward. And when you're feeling, you get up there really close and you want to you you know, take that gap. And Larson's doing a good job of all those things. The, the interesting part for me is what happens next year with him. You know, it sounds like this, if, uh, the salary cap's going to be low for quite a while uh, or it's not going to go up. So there might be an opportunity – uh, for him to re-sign here, depending on what happens with Tyson Berry and some of the other guys that, that they have. So, you know, does he get a raise? I, I have a hard time believing in a flat cap time that he's getting the raise. So, you know, does the same deal make him happy for a couple of years? You know, I'm not, I'm not sure. But I do know that this team is trending upwards and, there, and there's more youth coming and better young players coming up. So as a veteran, I want to be around that because I want to be someone to win. I could maybe get more money going somewhere else where we're going to lose, but losing isn't really fun. He's done that pretty much his whole career. Are we talking about Adam Larson or Ryan Nugent Hopkins? <laughs> well, I know you guys have had the Nuge topic. I don't want to get into that, but you know, Nuge is a little bit different situation. But um, I, I do think like a flat cap, that affects every contract. It doesn't matter if you're UFA yeah. or RFA. Yeah, I think, I think you're bang on with that. It's going to be a fascinating sort of, I mean, the rest of the season is going to be great. Hopefully it's a long playoff run, but this off season with the decisions the Oilers have to make on this blue line, it, it's going to be a really interesting one. Like Ken Holland, I do not envy the position he's in because he's going to have to probably lose a good young D-man potentially to Seattle and he might have to deal another one too just to sort of make everything work. But uh, Strutty, we appreciate your time as always, man. Thanks, guys. I'll hopefully be able to figure out how to turn off the, the screen this time. <laughs> there you go. Go get whoever was at your door. Go go answer the doorbell, Scotty. Who is that annoying? Okay, see you guys later. Yeah. All right. There see you go. That's Jason Strudwick. <laughs> it's brought to you by Vision VR Hockey Training. Train your hockey brain to see the plays to make with off-ice reps on their virtual reality training system. It's located in St. Albert. It is It is perfect for your minor hockey team or your beer league team, or if you just want to go check it out because you're kind of interested, it took Strutty that entire ad read to figure out how to turn off his camera. <laughs> we'll get there oh, one day. Fuck. Tyler, I got to uh, ask you. Yeah. I want to right side defense. What, how, what are you doing on the right side defense? You've got two big UFAs uh, sitting there. You've got uh, obviously Tyson Berry. Yeah. You've got Adam Larson. And then the other two are relatively inexperienced, although Ethan Bear's 
you know, in his second full campaign, I guess. Oh man, to me, the big thing, and I, I see Cam is waiting in the, in the waiting room right now. So I'll bring him in just a second here. <laughs> He's been waiting now for like 10 minutes. I don't know what we're going to get. The cleft bomb thing is still everything to me. I cannot make a decision, cannot be definitive with anything on this blue line until I know about Oscar Clefbaum and if he's going to be coming back from surgery. Because we got the news today. He's finally going to Cleveland. He's getting the surgery in March tw- on March 20-something. If that's six to nine months he's out for, which is, you know, I think a fair timeline to give this, that means so he'll that would be... put it until like... September to December. May- yeah, okay. It'll be interesting. Uh, before we bring in Coom, need to give some love to our friends at twigandberries.ca. Good local mm. product. No judgment, no shaming, no fancy words. Just real men. Bag milk. You got a pair of the nutsack underwear. So do I'm, I. They are I'm top them right drawer. Now. They are top drawer. And you save 15% with the promo code nation 15. Uh, let's bring in Mr. Cam Lewis. Now again, he's been in the waiting room for about 15 minutes while we talked to <laughs> Struddy. So I have no clue if he's actually, Oh yeah, he's there. Uh, hey Cam, you, you, you turn on lights at all. Hey? No, <laughs> I like this Cam sitting in the dark. I like sitting in the dark. It's nice. I'm a vampire. Cam, hey. I just asked Tyler a question and I want to yeah. ask you the same question. Oilers right side of the defense. They've got Barry. That's a UFA. They've got Larson. That's a UFA. And then bear and Bouchard are relatively inexperienced. What are you doing on that right side? I think in this situation, uh, a story from the past offers a tale of caution. There was once an NHL team who on their 50 man roster had two right-handed defense and one of them was pretty good. Wasn't great. Young had some flaws. And then they found another one. He was an NCAA free agent. He came in, did quite well. And they decided this gives us an opportunity to get rid of that other right-handed defenseman. Mm -hmm. So they did that and they traded him away for a second round pick. And then it turned out that NCAA signing couldn't handle playing 37 minutes a night. And Mm -hmm. he drowned in the deep end. And then they traded him away for a third round pick. And he went on to win two Stanley Cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins. While that other first (laughs) right-handed defenseman is now arguably the best defenseman of the Montreal Canadiens. I'd say he's the first pairing defenseman on most teams in the league. And those players are Jeff Petrie and Justin Schultz. And the lesson is having a lot of blue liners is a good thing. And you don't trade away young defensemen unless a team comes knocking and says, you can have Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. So wait until you get a deal like that. Yeah. And then you can pull the trigger on a trade, but you don't trade Evan fucking Bouchard because you have Adam Larson. Who's 29 or, or Ethan Bear. Yeah. 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 You don't trade out of them. They're young, they're controllable, they're good, they're getting better. And, you know, Larson's 29. He has a bad back. Tyson Berry, I don't know. I think he's been good. Like he's got the Toronto piss smell off of him now, and now he's playing well. He seems to have found chemistry with Cornell <laughs> Nurse. You got the you got the general st- stench of YYZ urine off of him, and now he's playing well. That's good. I would I'd be fine if they re-signed Barry. Like, that's cool, but don't just go out of your way to get rid of a defenseman because you're anxious that you have too many. You can never have too many good defensemen. Coomzy, where are you living now? What do you mean, where am I living now? I live in your basement. He's in a cave. Oh, okay, you're clearly I'm in a basement. I'm downstairs at your place right now. You can hear me yelling. <laughs> um, but I always see you posting these interesting photos. Are you living in Edmonton still, or are you in Toronto? I'm in Toronto now. Okay. I didn't know I've that. Since, uh, I've been here since late December. I just don't post about my personal life online. Well, and you crack, clearly don't tell me jokes. about it either, and we talk Because you never talk to me. <laughs> We talk like all the time now with the DFO stuff. This is but true. Anyways. I, uh, I picked up that as part of my profile because I wanted to um, I wanted to us to DM more because I miss you. You stood up in a meeting. You said, I'll handle this new podcast and all the content. If yeah. Yeah. I get to talk yeah, to you. Jay was saying Tyler's getting stressed out. He can't handle it. He's nervous. He needs a, 
a strong male I've presence. Never seen <laughs> he needs a strong, strong adult male presence in his life. So I suggested that I jump in and help you out. And here we are. He is now. young coom after all. This is, is young, young coom after all. You are young coom. I forgot that that was a nickname you guys Where's the picture you have of me in your room, the autograph one? I don't have that. I got a nice signed to- Vladdy Guerrero Jr. jersey, though. You used to have That's a cutout. Tyler used to have a cutout of me in his bedroom, like one of those fat heads. And I signed it and I said, <laughs> best wishes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a one gift sec. for anybody. That anybody would enjoy. Best wishes. We still play that on every episode of Oilers Nation Radio Cam. Love that. I know. I listened to everyone. We are back. Enjoy the content. <laughs> That's also still my favorite button. Um, okay, I want to talk. We were talking about defensemen, so I can, I want to keep talking about Oilers D men. Uh, the news today: Clefbaum's going to have his surgery. Who knows how long it takes? Who knows if he'll ever be better? And I tweeted out: I think this means the fact he's having the surgery and will make an attempt to play again by all counts. I said that means you have to protect him from Seattle. And a bunch of people are being like, nope, nope, nope. Don't protect him. He's hurt. He's a bum. This guy is like 14 or 15 months older than Darnell Nurse. He's only like 20 some, what is he? He's 27 right now. I think he's, I think he's my age. I think he's, yeah, he's a 90, 92 birthday, I think. So the 93, July 93. Yeah, so he's my age. So he's turns 28 this year. Yeah. This guy, he was their best defenseman 12 months ago. Like I know the shoulder injuries suck and he's been banged up a lot, but it's not like he's always been out with a shoulder injury. There was the weird infection he got. There was the hand injury. And yeah, the shoulder thing as well. But I'm stunned at how many Oilers fans are writing this guy off right now and being like, no, let Seattle have him if they want him. He's a bum. He's hurt. If he comes back, he's a legitimate top four defenseman making $4.1 million. You bring that back. You don't let that go. Here's what I would say, Tyler. The fact that you're surprised is what surprises me. I feel like... (laughs) I feel like you need to spend more time reading the nation's comment section because right now the two things that are up there the most that drive me crazy are those who are those who keep saying Ethan bears easily replaceable as cam. So eloquently put it, he is not Two, that they need to trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins because he is not a $6 million player. And he does not have anywhere near the amount of points as McDavid and Drysaddle. That's what we're dealing with here, Tyler. So I guess my surprise is that you're surprised. You've been in this game a long time. How are you surprised by this? Yeah, I've been kicking around on the blogosphere for a while. Cam, are you surprised? No. Um, this is one of those. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, come on. Like, you know how it is. Like, it's 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 a hot hand thing. Like, Darnell Nurse has had. How many games has it been this year? It's 28. 28. So we're halfway through. Yeah. So Donald Nurse has been obviously like really, really good this year. Like this has yep. been his like breakout season. He looks for the first time in his career, I'd say like a legitimate top pairing number one defenseman. Like if the season were to end today, he'd probably get Norris votes. I think that's fair to say. Um, and based on that, because he's playing well, everyone forgets that Clef Bomb exists and <laughs> is ready to just write him off. And that's just how it always goes. You, you, it's, it's the shiny new toy thing. I mean, Nurse is not a shiny new toy, obviously, but yeah. like, you know, there's a bunch of you know other young I, yeah. defensemen, but that's just how it always is. But Clefbaum could come back and be really good, but he also might never play again. So I would, if I were the Oilers brass, I would plan for the worst case scenario, which is that maybe he never comes back or maybe he does come back and he's, you know, Andre Sakara when he came back from his, uh, his ACL and he just wasn't that good. 
And you just can't really assume that Clefbaum will be anywhere near as good as he was. And that, if he does, then that's awesome. And it's a cool thing to be wrong about because then you end up with a surplus and that's great. But I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with the logic of him being one of the ones you expose if you do do seven and three. I don't think it's because it's, it's a huge risk for Seattle, right? So are they really going to take him? Like, would you, would you rather expose Pugliarvi or Kyler Yamamoto? Like, it's a difficult question. Or what you could do, which I've suggested on the site before, is you just offer Seattle a first-round pick and they take James Neal. And none of this matters. Do you think it needs to be a first-rounder? Uh, I, I wrote about this a few months ago, so I can't really remember all the details, but I was looking back at what Vegas was getting when they took on these bad deals. And it was... Um, you know, they, uh, to take on like Clayton Stoner, they got like Shea Theodore and um, uh, they got two other first round picks. I think one of them was from the Islanders to take on Grabowski. Uh, one of them, something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it might okay. be a first round pick. Yeah. The thing with like, I like James Neal as not great as he is. I don't think he's necessarily Clayton Stoner or Mikhail Grabowski, which were like straight up dead fucking money. I wonder if there's a way to even go to Seattle and say, hey, look, you can have whatever player you want. You can have Tyler Benson if you want a young forward, but you also have to take James Neal at 50%. Yeah. And I would try to get rid of him, rid of him at 50%. If not, like buying out James Neal is also pretty appetizing. It's true. But then the uh, thing is... James Neal's got... I'm just... But while you guys are talking here, he's got two more years after this at 575. Sorry, go ahead, Cam. So yeah, like giving up the first round pick to get rid of that isn't ideal. It's not great, but I mean, look at the way things are going right now. This is going to be a late first round pick. This draft looks kind of bleh. Like nobody's played this year. Like the <laughs> prospects haven't fucking played. So like, who knows what you're getting, yeah. right? Like this draft's kind of a, like, it's just, it's a random draft. Like I think at least, I don't know, like maybe I'm totally wrong there, but it just seems like you can get yourself out from a lot of problems because this expansion draft for the others is much different than the Vegas one, because with the Vegas one, like everybody was protected pretty much. Well, like all the key players were like McDavid yeah. was already protected. Uh, nurse I'm pretty sure was protected this and that. And they ended up losing like Reinhardt. Whereas this time it's like, you know, if you don't play your cards right, you lose, you know, Caleb Jones or Paul Yarby, And that would suck. Yeah. It would suck, but I honestly, I, I mean, I like Caleb Jones a lot, but I also, I'm, I'm at a spot where I don't think losing him would be the end of the world either. He's valuable on the trade market, I think, though. So for me, like what I would do, I actually laid this out earlier today, talking with Low Tide a little bit. If you if you want to leave Clefbaum unprotected because you think Seattle won't touch him because it's too much of a risk, then you can protect McDavid, Dreisaitl, a freshly signed Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You can protect Pugliarvi, Yamamoto as well. That's only five forwards. Then you protect Nurse, Bear, and Jones on the blue line. And then, or sorry, I this is what I do. I'd protect Nurse, Bear, and Lagason on the blue line. I would trade Jones. I would trade okay. Jones for just the best forward I can get for him. I don't give a shit if it's Jake DeBrusque or a third-line scoring winger. I just move him. Get a good right. forward in return. And then you're sitting there with now six forwards protected, all three of your key D-men protected, and you still have another forward spot open. And in that scenario, what I think you might force Seattle to do is look at you, look at your roster and go, okay, well, fuck, we don't want like an unsigned Slater cuckoo. We don't want Chris Russell. At that point, they could go, we're going to have to get money somewhere. Maybe they just want James Neal or they just want Zach Cassian because they need to find money somewhere. Yeah. I mean, That's with a guy like James Neal too, like if, if we're thinking it through in the NHL, and I'm not as big of a sports guy as you guys are in other leagues, but I think in the NHL specifically, 
name recognition goes so fucking far on some of these guys, even when they're well past their primes, that James Neal is a sellable asset in Seattle. He's a good looking dude who you can say, hey, he scored 20 goals 11 times. And he was, yeah, uh, he was he's already been on an expansion team too, right? Like he got picked by Vegas. They went to the final. Maybe that matters to them. I don't know. And that's why Speaking I don't even which, think it would take a first round pick. Well, obviously, I it, I it, I don't think for the Oilers they can take a first round pick because they have no picks at this draft. Yeah, even though, fuck. like Cap said, who knows what the fuck? No second that. and third. So if they get rid of or the fourth. first, then oh or God. fourth. So I think maybe I might need to scratch the first round pick idea. That's <laughs> yuck. Unless unless, unless, unless he does, he's done it before. He's traded down. Yeah. You trade a first for the guy I like. And again, this draft is going to be a crapshoot. But now that we're talking about it, that goalie on the oil King, Sebastian Cosa, he's a fucking monster and he's good. Like he put up unreal numbers as like a 16 year old in that league. When he showed up to camp as a 15 year old for the oil Kings, he was like already six foot six. So what I would almost do is I'd be interested to trade my first for an early second and a third. And I take the goalie from the oil Kings to finally get the goalie of the future. But anyways, Goalies are voodoo, though. I have a lot of so like, well, Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Plus, they already have their goalie of the future in Mike Smith. He just He's like a fine wine. He's just getting better with age. Yeah, it's a Schmitty now. <laughs> I saw somebody else there last night. Hey, what's up Mike with Schmitty? What's that all about? Because when, when Tippett does his press conferences, he always goes Schmitty. Schmitty. He really Because sh- really I, sh- I saw Zach on the website one time put uh, an, artic- an article up and he spelled it that way. And I was like, what are you doing? And I almost went and corrected the headline, and then I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> Fuck, this has to get... Zach's been like, doing it on articles for like six months, but Cam just keeps going and editing the headlines <laughs> to fix it. That's uh, what I do. Uh, I love reading the list of Oilers who are exempt from the upcoming expansion draft. Um, that list it. includes Bogdan Yakimov and Anton Slepyshev. So thank God we aren't losing one of those two. Fuck. Yeah, if they, well, use, if they lose... Think about- I do think about having Bouchard exempt from this this expansion draft because Todd McClellan refused yeah. to play him in his final months here. So thanks, Todd, for that. Appreciate you. Oh, oh, one more expansion draft thing. So I brought this up back during the uh, the the coronavirus pause earlier, in April or May happy, or some shit. Happy anniversary, wrote, by the way. Kumbi. Yeah, yeah. This was uh, one year ago today. The Oilers beat the Jets for their last regular season game of nineteen twenty. Yep. Um, anyway so i wrote a post and i said oh like early look at the expansion draft and i said don't sign the (laughs) champions to an extension wait and do it after the expansion draft just have a handshake agreement people were like what the fuck why would you just let nugent hopkins walk what the fuck piece of shit that's not what i was saying and i just got like torched on reddit and everything but no i still think that stands like why agree and sign that thing before the expansion draft and protect him when it's just basic asset management to wait until after, and then you get another spot and then you can protect, I don't know, if you feel inclined, you can protect like Dominic Cahoon or like Josh Archibald or something. I don't know if it really matters. Like (laughs) maybe I'm overthinking it, but it just seems seems like the thing to do. If you wait on the Nugent Hopkins deal, then you can do the four, four one, right? Where you go, McDavid, Drysaddle, Pugliarvi and Yamamoto is your four forwards handshake deal with Nuge, then he gets signed as soon as the expansion draft is done. Then on the blue line, you could protect Nurse, Clefbaum, Bear, and one of Jones or Legison as well. Easy. But, I, but I mean, in that scenario, you're still almost kind of just losing. But in that scenario as well, you can't trade Jones for a forward. But what you could do then is trade Jones and a pick to Columbus for Merz Lickens 
And then Seattle might be like, fuck, we should just take Koskinen because we need a goddamn goalie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they need to do. Dare to dream. <laughs> yeah, dare to dream. Is just Nico that's, a great way, that's a great way to build a new franchise. <laughs> They're like, you know what? It really annoyed us that Vegas went straight to the cup finals. We do not want that. So. Yeah, we want to take things slow in Seattle. We want to take it easy. We're all about good vibes and chilling. We're not about taking things too fast. West Coast energy. Or whatever. Or they take another bad contract. But that is a way to do it, too, is trade Jones for the goalie, go 4-4-2. Four, four, and two. Protect Staylock as well. I'd love to see this team have a goaltending combo of Staylock and Merzlikens next year. I think that'd be unreal for like under five million bucks. So you're I'm just no, you written Mike Smith out of the picture. Uh, unbelievable. Eventually, he has to stop, right? Eventually, at some point, no, Mike he Smith doesn't. Be like, just getting better. At this current, yeah, at this current pace. Don't, don't talk about gold, Olympic gold medalist Mike Smith like that. Did he play a game in that Olympics? An Olympic gold medalist. Show some, show some respect. Uh, one thing that bothers me though is. Vegas is still exempt from this upcoming expansion draft. What? That's, and that's unfair. Are you fucking it is kidding me? Crazy. They have been so good since coming in. And, and they have like 4,000 draft picks still. How is yes. Vegas getting out of this shit? I didn't know this. It's nonsense. It well, they, is complete uh, nonsense. I guess there's 500 million reasons why they got these rules. Yeah. They, they paid a hefty, I think yeah. they paid a, they paid quite a bit more than those other teams in the nineties did. I think when like the wild and teams like that were coming in, it was like a 150 million expansion fee in Vegas is up at 500 mil. And they, uh, I mean, in inflation's obviously a thing, but like they, 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 they paid up the nose for, I would imagine they asked for some, some, some favorable stuff like that because after you saw what happened with those nineties teams, like, like the blue jackets and like the thrashers, like Jesus Christ, like, they were a disaster, and the Blue Jackets finally won their first ever playoff series like two years ago. The Wild, yeah. I don't like. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was an article up today on uh, the Athletic about the Sabers and Canucks. It's been fifty years since they joined the league or whatever, and neither of them has won a cup yet. Like oh, the article was literally just two beat reporters going back and forth on which fan base is deserves to be more miserable, and that was like that's the state I'd of things. Buffalo, definitely. I would say, as an Oilers fan. I probably wouldn't be so quick to laugh at anyone else. <laughs> Especially an Oilers fan that was born after the eighties. Like, yeah. like me and Tyler, like you were, you were a wee baby when they were, when they were good, but Tyler was born in, I was born in 93. Tyler was born in 2006. Yeah. I was, so, uh, I was five when they last won a cup. So I was, so, uh, I, I, I barely I remember. Oh, six. Yeah. I was 21 in 06. I had a great time. So I was 13. Uh, I'm not going to laugh at the Sabres too, too much, you know? Oh, man. I will All laugh right. at the Canucks, though. Oh, yeah. Fuck the Canucks. Yeah. They had their cup run in, like, 20-whatever, too. They're fine for a bit. Quick we also, and, to and be just fair. The, the complete nonsense that they thought they were going to be some kind of cup contender after last year's bubble appearance. So, so you know, fuck funny. Also, one thing, we got shafted as Oilers fans by the Canucks not winning in 2011 because if the Canucks win Game 7 – does Peter Torelli have the pedigree to become the general manager of the Connor McDavid led Edmonton Oilers? No. Yep. But then who stays as GM? Like, is it just like Mac T running the ship still? I don't know. Like fucking Kevin Lowe's cousin or something. <laughs> just like the Oilers, you know? Sure. <laughs> Scott Housen. Fuck. I don't know. Like Steve Tambolini, let him sit on his hands and just let it happen. Who knows? Fuck. That's a great point though. All right. Uh, Coomsey. Do you want to stay stick around for the betting talk, or do you have zero interest in talking about sports betting? Uh, I'm down to talk about sports betting with you guys. I love chatting. All right. Well, I we got to get. I won't that. contribute anything, but 
we'll get to uh, you guys and say stupid things. We'll get to our friend Scott Hastings from Odd Shark in just a second here. Before we do that, need to let you know our partners at Manscaped. They love hockey and they are all in on the NHL this season. 20% off and free shipping with the promo code real life. Uh, you go to their website, manscaped.com, and they got a bit of everything. If you need to get a new razor and all that, bang, 20% off free shipping promo code real life. If you just need, you know, some, some performance things, kind of like a ball deodorant or a ball toner, bang, 20% off promo code real life. Check them out, manscaped.com. And again, that promo code is real life gives you 20% off and free shipping. You know, you want smooth beans like me and Tyler. Uh-huh. I used mine in the shower the other day. I use mine wherever I'm at, like when I'm in public. And <laughs> at I the grocery store. Mm. Yeah, I'll just pull it up and give myself a cleaning up. It's real nice. All How right. does this work? You go to manscaped.com. You get use the promo code real life. You get 20% off their uh, lawnmower no. 3.0 razor. Oh, How do you shave I in public? It. I can right, show you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, like if you want to see a before and after, Coombsy, I'll, uh, I'll fire you a text. <laughs> We'll save that for the next time we go on one of our little Calgary trips and we can finally go in the hot tub look. I always ask. Uh, Are you a big hot tub guy? I love, I I love hot tubs. I haven't sat in a hot tub in over a year. I I was talking to Tyler right as we started this podcast, how it's wild. That last year at this time, you were in Ireland for first of all. We were going doing our normal shit to Calgary and Vegas and stuff. And it's just crazy that a year has gone by since. Coombsy, in the last episode, uh, I talked about how I've been checking in on my parent, my girlfriend's parents' house while they're uh, out of town for a little bit. And when I went in the other day, their entire basement was flooded. Um, and I'd been going there to use the hot tub. So my <laughs> love of hot tubs might have saved their basement. It's a whole story, though. We got into it already. Uh, Scott Hastings from Odd Shark is here, though. Uh, Scott, how's it going, man? Good. My basement is not flooded, and I don't have a hot tub. So there you go. So Scott, I mean, our first question of the day that we were asking, it's a year of the pandemic now, March 11th. Uh, the NBA shut down a year ago. A year from now, are we back in NHL arenas that are full of fans? No, COVID-20 is going to hit probably, I don't know, in a month or two from now, and uh, <laughs> stuff's going to go sideways again. No, I think we will. I actually think I think we're going to see it in baseball. Baseball is going to be the test. Late this summer, uh, I was listening to a report yesterday uh, from some baseball reporters, and they're, they're hoping that the uh, Canada-U.S. 14-day quarantine will be lifted late summer. So if that's the case, uh, we're going to see it. And Texas, uh, Arlington Stadium, what are the uh, Globe Life, uh, yeah. where the Rangers play? They're going full 50,000 uh, day, day one. Last yeah, Texas games, going YOLO. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't care. And Florida's been there for a little while. But uh, <laughs> Texas, they're also doing – I thought this was interesting, and, and this is what we might see at first. So Texas is doing uh, a sold-out stadium but they'll have a section that you can buy tickets for that area that is socially distanced. So they'll have like one section. I know they're going to get mocked <laughs> to hell, um, but still there is going to be a section where you can, uh, they'll have separated rows or, or whatnot, but uh, they are going to be mocked, especially if they do that in New York or something like that, but they are doing it. And, and that's good for people to have the option to uh, still attend the games, but be uh, safe in their eyes. Those people will also have to be patient as it will take them six hours to get out of the stadium after the game. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, let's chat a little hockey betting here, Scott. I'm looking at uh, the divisions right now. And there's, you know, we've talked in the past few weeks about sort of the surprises in, in each of these divisions. Tampa Bay, 
the the Capitals, Vegas, Colorado, like those teams are kind of expected to be the favorites to win their divisions. But is there value anywhere right now since since the last time we talked on maybe a team who you think can surprise in the second half of the season and win their division? Yeah, it, for the most part, you're, you're bang on that. It's pretty cut and dry. Uh, I think there's a team that might trap some people looking at the, the odds on Bodog, Bovada right now. Uh, the Blues at plus 950 at, uh, what are they, a point or two back from Vegas right now. They're one point back yeah. from Vegas. So at nine and a half to one, it's very, very intriguing. But they've played Vegas just one time. And they did win that game, but it's that's the team you got to beat. And you got to beat them more than more than once. So I think that's a bit of a trap line. It's intriguing. You know, one, one game back at nine and a half, halfway through the season, I don't, I wouldn't hate it uh, to just drop a little, little bit on St. Louis, but uh, I, I think they're just, I think that's a, it's a bit of a trap line. The one I, I like the most might be Florida at plus four fifty. Uh, again, knocking off Tampa Bay is no easy task, but they're, they're sitting two games back and they've taken two of three away from Tampa already. Uh, they got them five more times on the season. So if they can somewhat split or do better than a split against Tampa Bay, that might be the team that's providing the best value at plus 450. That East division, flip a coin. Um, Philly at plus 500, I guess, is a little intriguing because I just like the way they play. I, I love that Scott Lawton kid. I don't know if you've watched much of him, but he's unreal. Um, but that East division, pfft. Flip a coin, choose choose your favorite team because that's uh, that's going to be a dogfight right into the last game. Scott, uh, beginner betting question of the week. Uh, last last night we were talking about some bets on the Oilers Sens game, and I'm looking at the points totals. Connor McDavid was a min- had minus odds at over a point and a half. So my question for you is, what is your kind of when does that turn into a bad bet? I'm guessing uh, like is what I'm trying to say. Cause I mean, yes, it's Connor McDavid. Yes. He's fantastic, but getting two points in the NHL isn't exactly easy, but yet there, the odds were as if it is almost. Yeah. I, I would say that would be a bad bet because it's all about value. And for me, I'm all about stats, numbers, statistics, whatever. And, and I look at, um, so Connor McDavid averages about, one half points per game, give or take, you know, in 1.6, 1.4. So if you're telling me that he's going to get two points in a game, that's above his average. So you better pay me something that he's got to do above his average. So if it's at minus odds, it's, it's not a smart bet. Technically uh, going against the Sens, you know, you yeah. can definitely make that argument that he's going <laughs> to drop five points. And I get that for sure. But that's sort of what I look for is, is it, is the number equal or similar to what their average is? And and that can be shot total, point total, goals. Um, You know, if if you're going to give me Austin Matthews at minus odds to score a goal, I'm I'm not taking that at all. Even though he was close to a goal per game, it's, as you said, it's hard to score a goal in the NHL. Sometimes he makes it look easy and good for him. But uh, yeah, you just got to look at those things. And that's, that's the best way that I approach things is what is your average and then where does that sit based on an odds perspective? And, and we have a great odds calculator to sort of give you a little insight on what is the implied win probability. So if it's something that's like a even money, it's 50-50 either side. So anything above and below that is a good metric when you're looking at point totals or 
things like that. It, it can give you a good metric where you're getting value or you're getting screwed basically by the odds. Is that, that odds calculator, is that up at oddshark.com? It is. Yeah. Just, I think you can just go Google odds calculator, odd shark, and there's a really good one. We also have a parlay calculator for those juicy folk out there. Ooh, I like a bag milk. You hit a nice one last night. A plus four. I hit a nice on the parlay. Yep. Nice. What was on it? Uh, I had Colorado money line. So they came through in OT. I had mm-hmm. Leon Dreisaitl over a point and a half. And I had uh, over a goal and a half in the first period of mini Vegas. Very nice. Good job. I had a hell of a night last night too. I think I placed like 10 bets and I went nine and one or something like Ooh. that. It was just insane. We eating nice. good tonight. That's um, right. You got to fix up all that water in the basement, right? It's not my fucking basement, uh, but I, I am the hero in that situation. And I stand by that statement. Um, all right, Scott, uh, let's look at tonight's slate here before we let you go. It's a busy one, 10 games on tap, two in the all Canadian division. Uh, can you give us some plays? What do you like? Yeah, hopefully we get the three and zero, oh, not these two and one BS. Uh, well, maybe people should jobs. just bet them separately then. You know, yeah. unit on each yeah. instead of the parlay. But anyways, what do we got? The Your options are hit me last week, Scott. No, no, no. I missed on somebody who somebody choked for us down the yeah, stretch. Yeah, someone someone missed it. I forget mm. who it was. Maybe now. It was two weeks ago. Might have been Florida. Yeah, I was like yeah. a good hasty oh, yeah. parlay though. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so I got one here uh, that I'm liking. Kicking it off with Boston minus one eighty five. A little chalky, but. This is a parlay, so away we go. Uh, I always have my plus one and a half here. It was Buffalo, plus one and a half. It just clicked in my head. Yeah, uh, we go with week. another plus one and a half. Nashville, plus one and a half to Carolina is getting minus 125. And then I always throw in my little underdog, and I like the Blackhawks over the Stars, and they're about plus 125. So you can add that up. I'm not sure what it comes out to, but there you go. My book has them at uh, plus 136 to beat the Stars, so I'm getting Holy good odds there. Uh, so we got the Bruins on the money line, the Blackhawks on the money line, and the Predators plus a goal and a half against the Hurricanes. That parlay pays out plus 547 on the sportsbook nice. I'm looking at. So uh, let's like hope that. if we can finally cash one in here, Scott. That's right. Let's get her, boys. All right. I know we wanted to talk live betting, but we might save that for next week here because we're running out of time. Uh, Scott, as always, man, appreciate the insight. Take care, fellas. Enjoy the games tonight. There you go. That is Scott Hastings from oddtrick.com. All the sports betting information you need to make the sharper play, head to oddtrick.com. And uh, Scott plugged those calculators as well, which can help you out. Coombsy, you sat idly by for that conversation. Uh, You wagering tonight? You're not not a betting guy, are you? No, I I, I didn't understand any of that. Yeah, we've... I I can't wrap my head around it. When we started the segment... We it's like interesting kind of, though because yeah. I was where Cam was like when I started betting on this. I was like you. I was sitting there during this segment, not knowing what the fuck anybody was talking about. And then in August during the bubble playoffs, I was just like, "Well, I might as well try and join to have some fun." It's amazing how quickly you pick it up, though. It's yeah, like it's, it's nothing simple. makes sense, and then all of a sudden, oh, everything makes sense now. Do you want to be a degenerate and have a place to live or do you want to live in your car? I don't, that's, that's so if I was going to get into it tonight, what should I do? Uh, well, Scott gave us uh, the picks in the NHL. Um, let me throw you this uh, since you are uh, Mr. Blue Jays nation. Uh, the book I use has the Jays over under it over under for the season on 87 and a half wins. Think the Jays can win more than 87 and a half games this season. No, no, you'd go under that. I'd go, uh, no, I don't think they'll win more than 80. That They're not going to win 88 games, I don't think. They'll probably be around 84, 85. Ah, that's disappointing. I thought you'd be higher on them. 
No, I'm pretty conservative when it comes to the Jays. Like they, yeah. they had a good year last year, but it was 60 games. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's going to be growing pains. It is what it is. Like, you know, they're, they're good, but you know, baseball's hard and it's a long season. Like it'll be uh, like, I mean, what did they win? Like 69, 70 ish games in 2019. Like, you know, we're only a couple years away from that. So there's, there's still, there's still a ways to go there and that's okay. Since I have you on and I love my Toronto Blue Jays, um, what's holding them back? What's the biggest hole? Pitching. Yeah, Starting pitching is terrible. Like they, it's Hanjin Ryu and a whole bunch of question marks. And even their one non-question mark is a question mark. Like Ryu has pitched 200 innings like once in his career. So yeah. if he gets injured, then your ace is what? Tanner Rourke? Like <laughs> there's, a, there's a ways to go here. Like to put uh, it. To put it into Oilers terms for those listening, the the Jays pitching staff is basically Leon Drysaddle. <laughs> That's it can get the job done. It can get the job done, but it's it's a fucking wish and a prayer, is what you're saying. Pretty much, it's a, yeah, it's a pretty similar energy, honestly. That's right. fair enough. Yeah. All right. Sure. Um. All right. There you go. That's our betting report. Um. Yeah. Coombsy, if you ever want to get into it, Mean Bag Milk can help you become a degenerate. Um. Anyways. Sure. Risky business going up before puck drops now on game days. New show on Insta Live. We uh, we got a lot of game day shit going on here. Like not only do we have the articles at OilersNation.com, but I have my pregame podcast that usually drops around one in the afternoon, sometimes yep. earlier on weekends. And then you got Jay and Josh that go live on Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube with the pregame pregame show. And then you yep. have uh, Bag Milk now going live on Instagram an hour before puck drop with the betting show. And then after the game, we got bag milk as well uh, with the B cast. There's a lot going on. Uh, yep. And speaking of which Tyler, I just wanted to, I want to talk to you as I get into the rhythm of, of risky business mm-hmm. of maybe broadcasting it across more than the one spot. Like you guys do with uh, state of the nation on Tuesday. Oh, heck yeah. I can teach you how to do that. See, this is how we workshop. Mm-hmm. It all happens on the podcast. All right. Well, uh, we've been going for an hour here now. Uh, Coombsy, appreciate you uh, joining the pod here. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, no problem. It's always always good to come on and talk about sports. Before uh, we let you go, Cam, tomorrow, third game of the series against the Sens. What are you thinking? Uh, well, they won the first one, what, 3-2 was the first game? Yeah, 3-2. Yeah. And they won 7-1. So if my math's correct, they're going to win, I don't know, something like 20 nothing yeah, like tw- yeah something like that 20 21 nothing ish so that's what <laughs> i expect for friday yeah that's right. that's that's how it works 21 tyler, nothing. tyler what do you think i don't know man it's so hard to beat a team this many times in a row but that's now I'm what at the- i'm thinking well and I, but i was thinking that before last game and even the one on monday but now it's just like if the oilers score one early you have to think the senator's bench just sits there and is like fuck here we go again. Like it's over. So I, I think this can win again tomorrow night. Like I think Koskinen will play fine and they'll get one early and the senators will just implode and it'll be like a four, one win. I don't know. Uh, four, two win Oilers. Okay. Sweep. Sure. All righty. Uh, that's going to do it for another episode of the real life podcast brought to you by oodle noodle. Find them on your favorite food delivery app. Twig and berries where your promo code is nation 15. That gets you 15% off manscaped.com where your promo code is real life that gets you 20% off and free shipping manscaped.com and uh, I think I got all the sponsors down there oh also shout out to strutty for joining the pod for a little bit as well uh, this one was the Uremchuk bag milk and coom show and it was a lot of fun this has been episode 263 of the real life podcast and now it's over great job on making it through the entire hour of the real life podcast 
don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.